This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway. So, okay, before we get into my favorite topic, me. (laughs) So, a beautiful little girl. Congratulations, Kara, to you and Amanda. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have some advice for you. All right. Oh, my God. Jesus. But first, I, you know, I, give, I have children, so I have some experience yes, with children department. I have, I've had children more recently. And All you, right, you okay. know there's actually they, they changed? A, a biological fact. A hormone right. releases. Uh, it's like starting a business or writing a book and having birth are the same thing. And that a chemical hormone is released that um, gives you amnesia around how awful having babies are. It Otherwise, isn't no one awful. would ever do it again. What Hold is on. this drama? First off, who, I have advice for new dads. Who's the dad in the relationship? And I realize that's probably a hate crime. Yes, it's incredibly sexist. Please. Uh, oh, but even more Which sexist. Which one's the man in a lesbian I have tests for this. I have two tests. All right. Okay. Go ahead. If there's a really tight parking spot, who parks the car? Me. Okay. And who gets the big piece of chicken? The big piece of chicken? Like, if there's a bigger piece of chicken on the plate, who gets it? There's no argument over chicken in this relationship. Anyways, those are my two tests for who the dad is. That is insane. Let me help you out here. I don't know if it's sexist or stupid. Yes, the answer is yes. (laughs) Okay, so advice to new fathers, right? (laughs) I do build the things, but I just like building Advice to new fathers. I've had kids more recently. The first thing is you need to know. I'm the cool mom is what I am. You need to know babies suck. No, they don't. No one. No. No one. Okay, total evidence. Yeah. No one will hang out with babies except the mom and people who are paid to hang out with them. Other babies won't even hang out with babies. Well, I do it every week here on Pivot. So. And then there you go. I'm trained. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> burn, burn. <laughs> and then they get, but here's the good news. Right. They get less and less awful. And then they refuse, they can't put their shoes on and then they refuse to put their shoes on. But here's the thing. It gets it gets less and less awful every day. This is so wonderful. And also, it's nice that emotionally secure, economically secure, good people are having kids. I think yes. that is the most hopeful thing. Indeed. I also think it's really nice that you're having kids at your age because you're <laughs> older than me. <laughs> you're the Tony <laughs> Randall of lesbian journalism. <laughs> Seriously. Did you just 
reference Tony Randall? Does Was anyone who listens to this know who that is? He's like, he had kids at 73. Did he? Okay, you're the Martin Sorrell of what? tech journalism. Let me just explain something That is to you. awesome. I am young at heart, and I can have babies anytime. No, and you look good, but just keep Baby. in mind, when the kids, you'll be teaching this cat how to, how to drive when you're, wait, let me think, 50, dead. 105. Dead. 105. <laughs> Approximately yeah. dead. It's fine. Yeah. I am good that at this. I love the children. I love that. This that is, is the best exciting. baby, too. And really? it is not that hard. I know people want it like, everyone's like, oh, is it going badly? I'm like, no, it's going great. People don't yeah. want to hear that. That's Everything's really great. Good for you guys. It's That's really nice. good. The baby sleeps. Great delivery. Oh, and two words. amazing. My last two pieces of All advice. Right. Okay. First is oh night. Second is nurse. Over-resourced the I know, shit I out agree. of that I thing. Know, I, I get that. She's not yeah. so hot on the night nurse thing. But we'll see where it goes. It's fine. The baby's great. Listen, I have no complaints. Beautiful baby, healthy baby, a little bit early. But I'm very happy with the situation. And now I have a girl. So it's just making yeah, me that's really nice. absolutely convinced. I, my goals on this planet are to make it equitable for women and men yeah. to behave correctly in the world. I now have even more. I have two sons who are wonderful. And yeah. I now have a, a daughter. So... It means a lot to me that the world's a better place. But speaking of babies, yeah. <laughs> that you're oh, pissing off a lot of VCs on Twitter that I know in Silicon Valley. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, I don't let's, know these guys. Tell me, give talk. me their biographies. Well, you have Jason Calacanis and Keith Raboy, both uh, whom are pretty loudmouth venture capitalists in yeah. Silicon Valley. Jason, yeah. of course, is well known for Silicon Alley Insider. He did, does the launch. He's done all kinds of. Oh, yeah. uh, he's kind of a media person. He had a whole bunch of companies. Uh, well-known Tesla owner. Keith is a, is a longtime entrepreneur and venture capitalist. has been yeah. around PayPal, a whole bunch of stuff. And both of them have been on my podcast. Oh, they have? Uh, yes, they have indeed. And for some reason, they did they go after you? Explain what happened. Should we do an original reading of what happened? Uh, yeah, but let me yeah. provide some context. So okay. first off, I did not know these guys, so I pulled up Jason's um, book, and it's the something about angel He's investing. He's a lot of books, yeah. But the subtitle is How, How One Man Turned $100,000 Into $100 million. Okay. Okay. So if you're friends, I think we scrape together $100,000 and give it to Jason because he can turn <laughs> it into $100 million, And I could use the 100 I'll okay. give you 51 if I can have 49 <laughs> And then uh, Keith Rabois, how do you say his last name? Rabois. Yeah, he, uh, he is um, the most successful venture investor in history. And you know how I know that? Mm. He tells you. <laughs> he tells people on Twitter <laughs> that he's the most successful venture investor. Anyway, so I wrote— yeah, a the piece. More, they're the louder venture capitalists, I yeah. would say, in Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I wrote a piece uh, uh, last Friday, No Mercy, No Malice, talking about SoftBank and Masayoshi-san, where I yes. basically uh, accused, of Mas uh, accused Masa-san of being a money launderer. I talked mm -hmm. about how our democracy was fraying. Yeah. But the thing that invoked— I don't know why this would bother them, but go ahead. The thing that invoked the most, like, crime against humanity reaction when it was— I actually suggested that some of the portfolio companies of these guys might be overvalued. Mm -hmm. And so this is a crime. This is literally a crime against humanity. Mm -hmm. And they weighed in and be very aggressive, you know, discrediting me, you know, intimidating others with their money, constantly talking about their success. And it got, it just struck me. He as, called you irrelevant, correct? No, no, not just me. There was actually some interesting discourse. Someone pointed out uh, Tesla's market share, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Someone else was talking Jason's about. Jason's a big friend of uh, Elon's and a Tesla investor, also an Uber investor. He's also an Uber investor. And, yeah. yeah I think. I, and then, of course, I said, if you don't stop threatening Professor Gallery, I'm going to, you know what yeah, I'm going to do Yeah, I appreciate you weighing in. And they then they're like, big sister. That. Yeah, I know. Big sister came in and started yelling. But I actually will uh, damage their Teslas. Well, no, um, but I, I, I want to make sure <laughs> I, I didn't get this right. Keith Rebo's exact tweet was, um, I said, I didn't have insider status, I have, but I've co-founded Knife Firms. And mm -hmm. he responded, any of them successful, question mark, definition, 
10 billion or more or change the world. We'll change the world. So there you go. All we right. we got to change the world here. Right. We got to we, we got to change the world. Okay, they're arrogant. They're arrogant. And it and and it's just it's it's this idea that they hung the moon and there's nothing they could do that's wrong. And that's typical. But speaking of which, uh talking about, you know, they, the expression is they're born on third base and they think they hit a home run almost all the time. Scott, for the first time in history, billionaires paid lower tax rate than the working class. Hmm. Two. Hmm. You know hmm. what I'm doing there? Kara? <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts to try out my game. And the only thing I've taken away <laughs> is that the most famous podcast, Dave, all that guy really does is occasionally he goes, hmm. Anyways, okay. so. Two economists at the ahead. University of California, Berkeley, released a study of the average tax rate paid by the 400 richest families in the country, which I uh, assume includes you, was lower than I'm the rate. I'm 401. I just missed <laughs> was it. lower than the rate paid by the bottom half of American households. Just so you get some numbers, because I know you need, you like data, Scott. Yeah. Yep. Um, the wealthiest 400 families had a 23% tax rate. Which was down, uh, which was down from forty-seven uh, percent in nineteen eighty, and in nineteen sixty, fifty-six percent. The working class tax rate tax rate remains the same, around twenty-four point two percent. Wow. Yeah, and it's it, 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 if you start doing the kind of the math, I've been yeah. help, I've been helping my uh, the twelve-year-old with his math, and it's like solve four. And if you look yeah. at solve four, bottom fifty percent have had the same tax rate. And the top, the 400 wealthiest households in America have gone from 60 to 40 to 20. And yet our government spending is state static. Mm -hmm. And that means who's paying for it? And the answer is debt. So what we've decided is that our new gross idolatry of the dollar has translated into cutting taxes for the wealthy. The taxes haven't gone up or down for the rest of us on, for the most part. Mm -hmm. But they've gone dramatically down for down the wealthiest for the wealthy. Americans in America. And we haven't increased – our GDP spending or our government spending hasn't gone down either. So this all translates to additional debt. And when you think about debt at its most sim simple form is that we're pulling prosperity forward for all of us. And so what this really means is, this translates, is that we've decided to not pay it forward but borrow it forward and pull the prosperity of our children and our grandchildren forward to lower the taxes for the wealthy. It's also really stupid for for people in you know the top 0.1% because there is a very basic dynamic and that is when nine families are worth more than the southern hemisphere the southern hemisphere figures out a way to take away their money mm -hmm. and it's happened across nations everywhere repeatedly especially in central america where a small group of wealthy people make incremental rationalizations to not share their wealth, co-opt the government, and then ultimately someone shows up at the door and says, you need to leave within 24 hours or we're killing you and your family. Mm -hmm. And then a new government comes in that's totally fucked up and socialist and fascist, and it all starts over again. Right. You know, what's interesting is that it's very similar to what you're talking about, Jason and Keith. We know better. We know we deserve the money we get. There's no fix in the system. It, we didn't get this because of a fix. We're not trying to pawn off shitty companies onto people and then acting like we're smart. And when things go wrong, we don't take responsibility for them. It's a, it's really a rationale of wealthy people, in, which is, is some people absolutely deserve the money they get and they made yeah. it. You know, we Jeff Bezos, from from nothing, Jeff Bezos created that company. But now he's getting advantages. Now You know what I mean? Like there's, it doesn't take away from his accomplishment to say he doesn't deserve extra special advantages yeah. right now. So. Yeah. Look, it, it, it isn't the fault of these guys. You'd like to think that they're bigger. You'd like to think that they'd have more humility and recognize their blessings and kind of, you know, there for the grace of God go I. Uh, I think the real problem is our government has lost the ability to prevent a tragedy of the commons. And that is, 
if, and I, I relate to this, if you tell a 30-something-year-old white guy he's Jesus Christ, he's inclined to believe you. Right. And Regis. then when he gets access to his senator, all of a sudden I'm getting access to senators. And I'm starting to believe it's because I'm just fucking awesome, not mm -hmm. because I'm wealthy and I'm starting to give money to senators, which is the reason I now have dialogue mm -hmm. with senators. And then when I start to get a $10 million, my first $10 million in the company I sold ta tax-free, I think, well, it's because of my genius. I will always talk me into believing I'm just a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. The problem is we're supposed to think long-term and elect people that would say, you know what? It really doesn't make any sense to have these incredible tax deductions and lower tax rates on billionaires. Mm -hmm. And we have a government that is not preventing a tragedy of the commons. But expecting, you know, we'd like to shame people into calling on their better angels. It doesn't typically yeah, happen. Yeah, what's interesting, what happens is they get together and say that we're going to give it all away. We're going to do these— When these I'm dead. Also, the convoluted charities where they control everything. Put a big name, and then say, my thank name you on a so library. Much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, I don't want to thank them. I just like to tax them. That's all. That's 100 percent. It's the Pablo Escobar effect. He yeah. sponsored soccer teams and built yep. parks. But okay. there is— I think it's the government's, you know, I think the government and, or the citizenry has an, an, a, a, a responsibility to elect people who will get rid of this nonsense. It's incredible. We are now officially a regressive tax system. Yeah. We have um, a lack of discourse around social media where it's not let's learn from this disagreement. Let's shame people. And my money is my virtue. Mm -hmm. I show up with more money, so I'm right. Yeah, it is interesting. It, you know, there, and there are good arguments to be had around over-regulation and everything else. It just 100%. moves off to other things. And I, I think all of us, anyone who's ever created a company, knows regulation really can really be a hindrance in a bad way because it's mm -hmm. not smart. But at the same time, certain tax-paying things are not. Everyone yeah, but, deserves it. Okay. It's, it's uh, I, I, I'm an anti-regulation guy. Let's have one tax. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get let's do what Reagan did. Let's get rid of the capital gains tax, which go uh, tax deduction, which goes to rich people. Let's yeah. get rid of mortgage tax. Who owns homes? Rich people. There, you could absolutely take. Well, they've done that in California. Well, you <laughs> could take that. That's yeah. right. They have done that. You could take a lot of regulation out to try and create complexity. Favors the wealthy. Yeah, it because does. we can afford accountants and and strategists and. So yeah, I think there, there's a there's a huge opportunity to take regulation out and free up and create some sort of some sort of leveling well, up. They if also you will. have a lot of lobbyists, so I don't think it's speaking of which, you know, in terms of, of how these companies behave from an ethical point of view, Scott Apple had taken down his app that was used by Hong Kong protesters to track police. Uh, HKMap.live from the App Store uh, was approved by Apple, and then because authorities in Hong Kong said protesters are using it to attack the police. Apple took it down because it was facing mounting pressure. Obviously, the NBA got into it uh, over the tweets that they, that they uh, that one of their coaches uh, put up, and it's the latest tech company to get embroiled. But all these media and tech companies, which have business in China, are really um, it's really going to get ugly. I think for for those businesses that are entwined in China. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just so. To a certain extent, all the woke washing that's gone on, um, you have companies now are expected to weigh in on this. And there's something about sports teams where people very closely link them with America and take very seriously what they say. They don't, if a smaller company had said something like this or even a bigger company, I'm not sure they would have gotten the blowback. But we hold sports teams or sports franchises very dear to kind of a representation of America. And so every, the, the scrutiny there is pretty difficult. But look, at the end of the day, they chose – money over principles. And a lot of companies do that. The NBA's charge is to grow shareholder value. I'm not sure it's there to protect American values. They were trying to roll it back a little yeah. bit. They're yeah. They're trying to walk it back, right? right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, look, it's a tremendously difficult 
position for everyone involved. And I find that NBA commissioner is a pretty thoughtful Silver, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he's, that can't what does Apple easy. do? What does Apple do? Like it, it, it's yeah, got no, it's a huge. A it's what do you do? What do you, tell? What would you do if you were running one of those companies? You know, to, to be blunt, I, I just don't know. I think this is why they get paid a lot of money. I think it's a very difficult position, and uh, you know, it's it's. I think they'd all like to go back to the days where there's no politics involved, well, where everything they that's do. That's not going to happen today. Yeah. This week, Professor yeah. Erdogan, uh, President Erdogan, Professor Erdogan of she's not a professor. That hurts. I know of Turkey announced via Twitter he would be invading Kurdish-held section of northern Syria after Trump sort of let him do it, yeah, uh, where they want to house uh, serious refugees. So, yeah. again, where is Jack Dorsey here? Like, this is, like, stuff is happening on his platform that is killing, that people are dying of. Yeah, they don't. Look, uh, whether it's the Biden um, the Biden kind of conspiracy theory that Facebook's running ads mm-hmm. on, again, it, there's yeah. a fairness, there's an honest advertising act that was proposed in 2017 that Mitch McConnell has refused to come up for a vote. That would be a start. Jack Dorsey is got the good folks of Twitter have more running on Trump's presidency than anyone else in terms of their own their own economic well being. It's just strange that people are world leaders are now announcing invasions via Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's also just they incredibly about this. They're governing via Twitter. It's just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then what's also really disappointing is that America, who gets it wrong all the time, but we're pretty good at. When you know the American ambassador who has made a lot of the wrong decisions in Saigon waited around until all of the allies uh, are tried to, and I'm sure people are going to correct me on this, but we waited around and we tried to get our allies out of Saigon, recognize they were going to be murdered if they stayed. We have taken our alliances and our allies very seriously. And when someone via Twitter and some sort of half-baked notion comes out and says we're going to turn our back on our allies, it's not only the wrong thing to do, it absolutely diminishes our power and influence well, moving I think forward. Tr- Trump is the only who did it. He got attacked even by his his, his bosom buddy, Lindsey Graham, which was interesting. I, yeah. Of course, who's a revolting person as he shifts back at, well, like a weather vane, you know, support. Oh, come on. Trump. He's this show's favorite lesbian. <laughs> by the way, that's your term, not mine. That's your term. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. He's no lesbian. We don't you want know? him in our group. Whatever. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea where that guy comes from oh. in terms of his principles. I can't figure it out. But uh, you've seen you've seen a lot hands. of our 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 men and women in uniform just horrified uh, by the horrified. notion that we're walking away from people who have risked their lives yeah. and stood shoulder to shoulder with us. And the last thing I want to talk about is um, uh, is the Matt Lauer thing. Oh gosh, Mr. Media, tell me. I, I can't. It's so dangerous for a white male to ever comment on anything of this the nature. Impact this book, this Ronan Farrow book, uh, Ketchin. I just did. I was at the uh, famous Woodward interview with. Uh, Jody Cantor and uh, What did you think Megan of the Woodward Tui? interview? You wrote something on that. Oh, it was horrifying to be there. I had my sons there. I brought my sons because I thought it was important that they hear these yeah. two amazing reports. But what upset you about it? I saw your article His obsession on it. with sex when it was about power and they yeah. and, the, and the two women reporters, and that's because they were women. The two reporters were like, do you understand the latest in gender yeah. issues around the work? It's a workplace issue. It's a power issue. And he kept coming back to sex, and then he kept asking it as if he was like Mr. Watergate, but it wasn't appropriate, and the t- crowd went crazy and started yeah attacking him appropriately, by the way. I don't love a heckler, but boy, were they right. And it just was like one of the most tone-deaf interviews I've ever seen in my life. And it was so frustrating. It was interesting to have my kids there. And even they're like, what is he doing? Like, they they even understood the latest in gender issues around the workplace. So it was was really, it was disturbing. And of course, this is, it sort of pointed out the issue. But this, uh, this, um, this Matt Lauer thing, besides his speaking of boneheaded response to it, um, to the 
issues of whether he raped someone uh, was uh, was problematic. But I think it has more repercussions at NBC and around, all through media. I think it's going to be – it's going to keep on – this Ronan Farrow is a one-man wrecking ball in terms of – Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he, it's incredible that he's definitely got, I don't know if he, how many Pulitzers he's already won, but right. it seems like anytime you see something explosive, it's by him. Yeah, exactly. So any what happens to these companies? What does Comcast do? As I think more that revelations they, come out that they that they they cooperated with yeah. one of the revelations in the book I, just, I was reading they cooperated too much with Harvey Weinstein as opposed yeah. to the New York Times which didn't. Yeah. Um, what happens when this when these? I'll give you my PC answer right. and then what I, what is practically happening. Um, what I found is that the, the way you solve this, mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward. You put more women in senior leadership positions. Yeah. When my, and again, I'm the virtue signaling on steroids here. All of my companies, the majority of senior managers have been LGBT or female. And that hasn't been affirmative action. It just kind of happened that way. The majority of companies I've started have been in San Francisco or New York. That's kind of the talent pool. And this shit doesn't happen. When you don't have, when you have diversity, it's like, senior management, but it doesn't happen at nearly the propensity. Right. You don't well, succession this week it did, but go ahead. In succession it did. <laughs> yeah, this week. I missed it. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. I watched that. Shiv, Shiv, a woman, but go ahead, keep going. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in general, I think that solves a lot of the problems. When you have a monoculture, um, yeah. you're going to have just more problems. So what's really happening? What's going to happen? What's, what's really happening now is you have um, a, an inability, or what's happening, I think, at the board level, is what's really difficult is an inability to calibrate. Whereas I think before the calibration was incorrect, well, it's like, all right, we're like the fatherhood of corporate white guys, and we're going to reassign people who fucked up to a different parish and just sort of ignored what's gone on here. Mm-hmm. And now it's hang everyone. Mm-hmm. Now you do the, 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 the fear of backlash, the fear of the PR. You just, you just I don't want to call you overcorrect, but we're having trouble discerning between a speeding ticket and double murder. And women have a good point. They say, well, look, all right, we'll abuse you for the next 1,500 years and we're all even. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, we're, a lot of guys are claiming there's an overcorrection going on. But it's it's kind of it's kind of become it's like when the I don't know the Russians came into Berlin they were pretty pissed off right mm-hmm. I think there is some anger here I think there's some there's some justified anger but what I find's happening mostly is like if a complaint comes up there's very little due process and there's very little calibration it feels like at some point there's going to need to be some sort of an ability to create nuance around what was the offense here what is the appropriate yeah. response I've heard this from a lot of men it's too you don't buy it what's your viewpoint they gotta go. Well, that's what's happening. They're Timing. all out. I mean, Timing. I'm not talking about Matt Lauer. I'm talking about yeah, you hear a complaint. Leadership. Somebody complains that, oh, this person got, you know, handsy in a photo or something. It's like Joey Ito made a bad decision back when. That one to me This is the MIT guy? The MIT guy. He made a bad decision. Yeah. Covering, gotta go. Gotta, gotta go. Him. Get him out. Bad decision. Right. Sorry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, bad but okay, decision. I, Lots I, of people lose I don't, their jobs I don't, over I don't, bad decisions. I, don't, I, I see that. Does their career ruin? Should they be toxic? Should they not be someone you hire? Some, someone else can hire them. I'm just yeah. saying. In this case, yeah. I, I suspect there's going to be a lot of departures higher up and stuff. The, the, the reality is, as a, as a, you know, a 6'2 white guy, I have never felt physically intimidated by work. I, I've never felt physically, and I can't imagine how, just devastating that must feel. And well, then to not be able yeah. to report it and to think that you're going to be— just, just even, like, let me let me tell you something about the baby. We sure. were in the hospital. They got the form. What does it say on it? Parent, father, mother. Right. 
I, I, this was 17 years ago when right. when San Francisco, for example, changed it yeah. eventually. Yeah. But when I saw that, again, 17 friggin' years, I got furious. And I let loose on the thing. I'm like, what are you doing? Why does right. it say, why don't you change the frigging forms? Like, well, and I, and I'm what if you're a single mother and you don't have a father? Do well, you need to be reminded of that? Well, the whole thing, there's all this paternity. I read the whole thing and I yeah. thought, I was furious. And I, I was brought back to 20 years ago. When there was like, and I, and here I am, a very privileged person, a very, I have lots of money, lots of power, and I, there it was. Like I did not have any rights right then, and it was sort of like, what? And then I was told I have to be married to be on this. And it, it just went on and on. And it was sort of like, and I called a lot of people. I know the right people to call, but it's just the way yeah. it is. And so, it just, I remember just again, it, it was twenty years later, and it's still the same form. And I sort of was like, and I get the straight people don't understand it. But if you just had a baby and you get a form like that saying you are not a legitimate parent, it's yeah. it's not only depressing, it's rage inducing. And I have to tell you, it I, it just was fat. It was just I I get it. But I get I, why people. What are I would mad. say, current responses. I actually think straight people do understand that. Uh, we just need help. <laughs> I mean, well, we just need help. I, don't I, know. I I do think there's an education process, and just hearing you say that makes me more empathetic, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. And if I had been in the hospital and filled out that form, I wouldn't yeah. have noticed it. I, I'm so sorry to the woman I yelled at, but she deserved to be yelled at. <laughs> Someone had to be yelled at. Anyway, anyway, um, we're going to go to the break now. When All we get right. back, we're going to talk about more serious issues. More serious stuff? More serious, less serious stuff uh, when we get back. Uh, we're here with Pivot in a very special episode with Scott Galloway. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome back to Pivot, Scott. We brought that. That was a bit of a downer right there. Let's go wild and get a listener that was mail. Awful, wasn't no, it's it? not. It's 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 a more that development of oh, our wait, relationship. Oh, better news about Twitter. I found out something fun on Twitter this morning. Let's <laughs> okay. lighten the mood. All right. Did quick, you know, listener mail, that coming. the second lady, mm-hmm. Karen Pence, her first husband was one of the inventors of Cialis. No. I found that out on Twitter today. Wow, Is isn't that, that amazing? I think I got to like Vice President Pence now. Oh my God! First off, I didn't know she was married before. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, on Twitter, Twitter that does add value. With that. Yes, thank you so much, Scott, for that. <laughs> Your favorite thing, Just Cialis trying and trying to Sativa. lighten the mood. All right, Scott, we have to get to listener mail. This mm-hmm. comes from Toronto. We were Canada. there. Canada. Canada. We love Canada. Anyway, 
It's this nicest people in the world. It's about Google Sidewalks Labs, uh, a division of Alphabet that is designing a district in Toronto's waterfront to quote tackle the challenges of urban growth. The American dream is alive, Kara. It's just alive in Canada. So we reached out to Anne Kavukian. She is a privacy expert and former privacy commissioner of Ontario. She was working with Sidewalk Labs in uh, Toronto, but she resigned from that position a year a year ago, I think it was, because she had concerns about how the data they collected would be used. I don't know why you'd worry about Google collecting data. Here's what she had to say about that. The problem arose when they created. Um, a model for an urban data trust, where they said, we understand that uh, people want not just sidewalk labs to be controlling this data, but others should be involved, like the municipal government, the provincial government, a waterfront Toronto, of course, and various levels involved in terms of the actual companies themselves, IT companies, etc., delivering these technologies, will all form this, what they called an urban data trust, And then they said the following, which is what led to my resignation. They said, and of course, we'll encourage companies to de-identify data at source, but we can't make them do that. We have no control over what these companies do. And that's the minute I knew that everything was going to fall apart. Because you see, personally identifiable data, it's a treasure trove. Everybody wants to collect personal information and then use it for our advertising, marketing, etc. And the minute they said that, I knew there was no way we could preserve this as a smart city of privacy. I'd be interested in your views. Uh, You know, I had said that, uh, for example, Bill Gates is thinking of creating a smart city. And I said to Waterfront Toronto, let's create a great smart city of privacy here. And then we can pitch it to them and they could use that as a model. And hopefully others all around the world can use it as a model. So I'd be interested in your thoughts. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Bill Gates creating a smart city. All right, Google's statement on this. Sagwit Labs is committed to implement as a company the principles of privacy by design. Though that question is settled, the question whether other companies involved in the Keyside product would be required to do so is unlikely to be worked out soon and may be out of Sidewalk's hands. Okay, they're washing the hands of third party for these reasons and others. Dr. Kavukian has decided not to make, uh, that does not make sense to continue working as a paid consultant to Sidewalk Labs, and Sidewalk Labs benefited greatly from advice, which helped the company formulate the strict policy, uh, privacy policies it has adopted and looks forward to calling on her from time to time for her advice and feedback. Doesn't sound like she wants to help them because she thinks it's bullshit. I this came it. up in Toronto, and yeah. I, my initial thought was that I actually think it's sort of a neat idea mm-hmm. and partner. I like private-public partnerships. Sure. And you basically – I thought you had the right – or a uh, response that I learned from, and you said, you know what? I don't, I don't want Google building our cities. I want our governments building our cities. And mm-hmm. it uh, kind of goes back to the original story about billionaires paying less than their quote-unquote fair share. And that the reason that these cities have to turn to these deep pockets is because they don't have the money to build smart cities themselves anymore. Right. So Just the notion, like giving away public transportation, giving away prisons. Right. I'll giving take away. you into space, right. you know, yeah. because uh, because NASA's not doing it because their budget's been cut. So it's it's general. It's a reallocation of resources that when it comes to civic issues, we need cities to do it. And even like talk about data hacks, right? Think mm-hmm. about how many corporations have had data hacks, and everyone makes fun of the government. The most sensitive information in the world is probably on the CDC, who gets information on— We can't get Trump's taxes. God, why is that The IRS hasn't been hacked. The IRS is the most secure secure organization in the world. Everybody mocks government employees. You know what? There have been some. some, Yeah, but in terms of security, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the names of assets and agents and CDC Mm -hmm. and health information— the government is uh, proving itself to be a hell of a lot more competent than the private sector. So yeah. I, I kind of come around to your 
thinking. I really like the guy running Sidewalk Labs. Mm-hmm. Have you met Dan Doctoroff? Yes, I have many times. He strikes me as a really thoughtful uh, they, good I just guy. think the whole premise, that, first of all, there's third-party th- companies involved yeah. here. There yeah. is Google, which is the biggest information-sucking sound in the universe. Yeah. I just, it just, it sounds bad on every level. It's just What just, could go wrong, right? I, I just, like, pay more taxes and let's build some more stuff or be part of the solution where you're highly monitored by people who are elected yeah. Like, they're not elected. They yeah, just, 100%. like— 100%. I just feel like, look, maybe we make bad choices in our elections, but they're elected. And nobody yeah. picked Google, and nobody picked Facebook, and nobody picked any of these people. And so how do you have consent to what—just the, the ways this—it's just like facial recognition. The ways this can go, I can yeah. think of 20 bad outcomes and maybe four good ones. I'm actually a fan of facial recognition as long as it's controlled by people who are elected uh, at the end of the day. Even I believe in facial recognition. it's problematic. And yeah. so I just I – just, how the data gets used, how it gets de-identified, who will have access, how will it be used? There's so many questions. And the fact that this woman and so many others are, like, quitting and, and being thoughtful about it, I think her issue was these third party. And then Google says this. Uh, and may be out of sidewalk's hands. Well, if it's out of their hands, why why not have partners who agree to very strict rules of this? You know, there's lots of ways. Good. It's, it's, it's again oh. pretending they don't have power over this. Oh, speaking so, of uh, yeah. private corporations uh, overstepping their boundaries and threatening our our health as a, as as a nation, what did we predict in June and the June 20? I think it was the June 23rd. I'm looking at our producer Rebecca Sanas about Libra when it was announced. What did we predict? That. It was DOA. We DOA. said it was going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then in this past week, it looks yeah. like MasterCard and Visa are pulling out. I yep. mean, this was such an easy one. It just amazes me. Success creates a level of arrogance that's very dangerous that anyone at Facebook thought, oh, this is a good idea. This will mm-hmm. fly. This makes sense. Well, it feels innovative and new. It and was. Fresh. And by the way, currency should be It's reformed. a great idea. A stable coin is genius. If you look at the construct, this is genius. Uh a Walmart, a, I don't know, a, a J.P. Morgan, I don't know who's going to fear Amazon because I think they're more trusted. Somebody is going to do what Facebook has done elegantly to WhatsApp, Snap, and every other innovative firm. They're going to pick their pocket. You're going to see another stable coin from someone in six months. It's just not going to be from the good people at Facebook. No, that they think they are. But anyway, this this smart, what does smart city should look like? Cities need to get smarter, 100%. Yeah. I just don't Isn't want— Isn't that an IBM ad, smart, smart city? city? Haven't even talking about smart— But no one takes IBM seriously, right? Well, They're not threatened by IBM. I, I don't want to stack rank who would be more appalling right. in terms right. of running our cities. But definitely Bill Gates, no thong. No, yeah, thank you. I think he's wonderful. You don't like Bill Gates? I like Bill Gates, but I don't want him running, making a decision on making smart cities? city. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, I love the stuff he's doing abroad, fair and enough. they need it desperately. And in some cases— it's great when these when these billionaires put money into places where government doesn't have enough yeah. throughput to make it happen. Linda's but in this country, we need our government. We yeah. do have a functional government in I a agree. lot of ways. And sort so, of. Sort of. But we do. We do. Yeah, I we agree. do. 100%. Let me just tell you, I don't pay bribes every five minutes to yeah. do something. I don't have, like, yeah. you know, I think I, I would like their expertise. And at the same time, I don't want them to control it. That's literally, they don't want to just join in a model of stone soup. They want to, like, control every aspect. And I get why they want to. I get it. They, they think of government as incompetent. Well, and they think they're being good. But it all comes back to one thing in terms of Google. And the reason why Toronto has to go hat in hand to Google for a smart city is that in the United Kingdom, Google reported £7 billion sterling in revenue and for the purposes of taxes reported a profit of £50,000. So that's the kind of thing. If they then pay your taxes, just pay like that's yeah. the kind of thing. Just pay yeah. your taxes. Pay Anyways, we're in agreement. We're in agreement. We're in agreement here. We're in violent agreement about smart cities. I think I should design a smart city. Anyway, um, wins and files. There's so many. 
There is so many. You go, um, go for it. When's, when's, what's your fail and win? My win is the economists from Berkeley who are pointing out this notion of income inequality. I think mm-hmm. data as a force of moral good is really powerful. And You're a big data man. Well, it's just it's 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 powerful, right? It's it, that thing that disappointed me about the Twitter exchanges is there was just an absence of data around. Okay, I disagree. Here's my data. It was I I disagree. I'm rich, which means I'm right. And my fail is obvious. My fail is this, uh, and I'm a product of it, and I've experienced it. This uh, culture in Silicon Valley where people have mistaken their their blessings for uh, talent, mm-hmm. and I think this smells like 1999, and everyone says it's different this time. So this leads right into my prediction. I thought the biggest news story of the year was going to be uh, WeWork. By the way, coming here, I got off on floors mm-hmm. 16 and 17. You know what those floors are here? Mm-hmm. WeWork. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven <laughs> or hell. And I'm like, does this mean I'm in heaven or hell? Anyways. <laughs> I know they did. They, they like kidnapped you or something. They're here. Yeah. And they, then they, and they, they pulled me out. They pulled me out, uh-huh. put me under a drug, and now I no longer have a kidney. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But That's their new anyways, business model. And it's being rented That's out. That's new business model. It's being rented out. <laughs> anyways, uh, I thought it was going to be work. No, now I think it's going to be SoftBank. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, last Who's night. Who's Target, Scott Gell? When I have four, well, let me see. When I go out to dinner, I'll usually have one or two drinks, and then afterwards I'll have, let me see, another, another seven. And the next day, most of my decisions are bad decisions. And mm-hmm. I think that SoftBank's incredible poor judgment around uh, we perhaps means that they've demonstrated poor judgment around other investments. So I'm looking at their other real estate investments, specifically Oyo, Compass, and Open Door. Failed to come. Well, what I think we're going to have is it's a new prediction is that I think this level of arrogance— Keith Roy is a big investor in Open Door, but go ahead. Is he really? (laughs) Oh, delicious. I've interviewed this video recently. It's going to be on my Mm. uh, podcast this week or next week. The the abundance of capital, the abundance of cheap capital, a level of arrogance, all this bullshit rhetoric around genius and magic and this Jesus complex. I have been here before. The big story next year, the beginning of the year, we said the unicorn class was going to lose money, which was heresy because the previous year IPOs were up about 18%. The year before that, they were up 79%. This year, year to date, they're only up five, which means they go down a little bit more. And this year, IPOs and unicorns have been a net loser. Next year, prediction, take every private company no. worth okay, over— prediction now. Go This ahead. is my prediction, yeah. Okay. Every— Unicorn worth over a billion dollars now that's a private company, and, and I think we can add them up, and I'll do this, and I'll publish it on my blog, is going to be cut in half next year. Okay. The amount of, the amount of consensual hallucination— Stop, stop, stopping you. The amount of consensual hallucination between the markets, the unicorn industrial complex trying to shame people for having a thoughtful conversation around valuation— I have been to this movie before. Mm-hmm. We are going to see the valuation of private company unicorns cut in half you in 2020. You have literally just slapped Jason Callaghan in the face, and you are Jason. saying, "We hawking at dawn, Jason. <laughs> we will. I will be your is second." He, is he the guy that turned a hundred thousand dollars into a hundred <laughs> yes, million? Right, that's right. Jason. <laughs> He's coming. I'm bringing him to the. We're going to go for drinks out. He's a good drinker. Is he? Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. enjoy. You'll become best of buddies after that. Okay. I just my yeah, win is Greta Thunberg is poised to win the Nobel Peace Prize. You, you probably really won't. think she's going to win? I don't know. I think it would be great because it would drive Trump crazy. That's really yeah. pretty much why I want her to win, although she's really quite an interesting uh, – uh, she's a 16-year-old climate activist who organized a climate strike early this month. Um, and so I think – I just I, – I don't know. I, I, she's a win. And so is uh, – speaking of which, Andrew Yang, 
presidential campaign made $10 million in Q3. You're happy about That's, that, the Yang I am. Gang? I feel like I start, I'm the one who started to really— Oh, I, it's all about you. You're definitely about, the Yang I did. Gang. I, no, but people made fun zero. of me when I interviewed him. And I yeah. was like, no, this guy's got some interesting ideas, and it will resonate with people. There's we'll 40 shift. points up for grab here. So who is it going to go to? Warren? Well, uh, who? I've been doing all the talking here. The you're going to have—someone is—some Democratic Bloomberg's president. coming in. Oh, my God. I would love that. Do you, do you really know that? Do you think that? That's my prediction. I'm going to make a Kara Swisher prediction. You I never Bloomberg's get to make coming him. in. You're Mr. Prediction. You Come, suck up all the more. prediction. Say more. Bloomberg's coming in. Do you think he's coming in? Coming in. Why wouldn't you? Well, we need more old people in the race. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. A chicken in every pot and depends in every cabinet. I mean, come on. <laughs> Enough already with the old dudes. Bloomberg's coming in. I would love it. Uh, Bloomberg's coming he's in. He's competent. He's ran the 11th largest he, economy he in the world. The la- he choked the last two times. Bloomberg, you choked. Is and what he, would, you did. he wouldn't need to um, uh, take any money from anybody. The he, conservatives like him. Appoint Stacey Abrams as his VP. I'm only going to serve oh, four years. Wow. And then she gets it. I'm She'd here be to great. I'm here to repair and restore. Yep. I'm yeah, just I like you. it. I like it. The other it's one, the other long shot, you know who would have double digits what? if you got in right now what? would be who? if Gavin Newsom announced. Oh, I love Gavin. You know. Yeah. No, I love that Gavin yeah. Newsom. He's very lovable. He's my friend. I like him. I like him. I think he's a great— Do so you think there's going to be a new entrant? Oh, my God. I could po- possibly an President entrant. Pelosi if this, if this impeachment thing— Jesus Christ. This President is literally Pelosi. like— This is like, I mean, Golden Girls. I yes. Mean, You'll really have to hang with me. I will know all the presidents. I, just saying. You keep saying that. I'm just you saying, say if that. any of these people get in, we can go well, to the I'll White say. House. You and I could stay in the Lincoln bedroom together. It'll be great. I you like know, that. Platonic, but, you know. I have a lot of mixed emotions when you say that. <laughs> but— <laughs> But in general, I'm in. And we don't even have to in buy the In general, then, I'm in. And then, ending on that, Keith Raboy and Jason Galkanis will be wishing they were us because we oh, will be yeah. in the Lincoln bedroom. Yeah, I'm sure like, they're jealous yes. with their fleet of Teslas. <laughs> their fleet of Teslas. Okay. <laughs> All right, Scott. I love talking to you about tech and business. Uh, but I've got Thanks ba- for I've saying got that. I've got babies to a raise new and baby. That's so raise. exciting. I know. I'm so that's excited. Really, she's a, that's she's awesome. a wonder. She's a, she's a real wonder. It makes you happy about the earth. Anyway. We'll be back together again we in New won't. York this week and in uh, San Francisco. And I I, I, I hope that you're glad I'm here. By the we way, I got rejected from stadium. Stanford twice. So undergrad, did I. Undergrad. I got rejected from Stanford yeah. just once. Yeah. Wow. Twice. We're, we know what we're going to go back and say. I was also rejected from the University of Indiana, University of Texas, Michigan, Duke, Cornell. And you know who I'm in? The, the generosity and vision of the University of California taxpayers and regents, UCLA and Berkeley. Only two colleges that ever let me in. Wow. I only got into it, Georgia. And Man, I don't think I'm No, but it was a backup then. It was oh a backup. What's a Georgetown a backup it to? It was 109 years what? ago. Since you're pointing out this I'm an old mama. This is the whitest conversation ever. <laughs> no, I'm just this saying. is seriously like, right, oh, my God. In any God. case. I'm whiter. No, case. you're whiter. <laughs> you're whiter. No matter okay. how we slice okay. it, Scott Galloway, you're whiter and maler oh than I am. Gosh. Well, slightly. Maybe, maybe. Probably not, actually. Let's re- let me restate that. You're not. I'm whiter and maler than you are. I'm hanging out with Karen Pence's first husband. Okay. That's what's happening. <laughs> too. That's what's All happening right, here. That's what's I happening here. I will see here. you live in New York this coming week. That's awesome. I'm very excited that our relationship is moving to another level. Anyway, today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis and Eric Johnson. Eric Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Rebecca Castro, Drew Burrows, and Nishad Kerwa. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you like this week's episode, leave us a review. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business.